on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Matt Foley. Well, what started as kind of a quiet, low-scoring game certainly took a bit of a left turn as we moved into the uh, final few innings. Brewers get a 7-0 win against Washington today. That doesn't tell the whole story. Obviously, you win 7-0. You have pretty solid pitching. Certainly got that from Eric Lauer. He goes 7 strong in a bounce-back performance. The bullpen with Devin Williams and Aaron Ashby did a nice job. Brewers get some power. Home runs from Rowdy Telez. Also a home run from uh, Tyrone Taylor. A milestone happens in this game. Hunter Renfro gets the 500th career hit uh, for himself. And then there was some, uh, I don't want to use the word wackiness. There was just some some things you don't see every night when you're at the ballpark this evening. The Washington Nationals turned a triple play. It would, you can't use the term routine triple play because there's no such thing. But if there was, that was it. Runners on at first and second. The ball hit right to the third baseman who was right off the bag, able to tag third, go to second, go to first. That is about as easy of a triple play you're going to see turned. And then the Brewers, from their defensive side of things, uh, they have a relay play that they just absolutely uh, put together at a, at a really high level when there was an attempt for an inside-the-park home run. And uh, a little bit of uh, controversy after that as well. Was the plate being blocked? Did the Washington Nationals uh, challenge that in time? Uh, There was no review that went through it. So certainly a game where at first it looked like not a whole lot was going on. But as we get things going, there are certainly a lot of talking points and a lot of narratives to get to uh, after this 7-0 win for the crew. If you want to join us, there are multiple ways to get in contact with the program. You can call or you can text into the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line. 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. And that's uh, how you get in contact with the program. Vinny Rotino, former Brewer, Bally Sports Wisconsin analyst, he will join me as well. Coming up in just a moment, Brewers get the 7-0 win against the Washington Nationals. This is Brewers Extra Innings. And the pitch. Swing and a drive to right and deep. Was hitting his ninth home run of the season. He also now has RBIs at numbers 31 and at number 32 as the Brewers come away with the victory against Washington this evening here at American Family Field. 7-0 the final score. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the AccuNet Mortgage Talk at text line 855-616-1620 or you can tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air. Let's bring in former Brewer Vinny Rotino. Vinny, this, this is kind of a weird game because the first six innings, not a whole lot's going on, but now here we are. We have a great relay play to talk about. We have a triple play to talk about. We we have a great pitching performance to talk about. We have home runs to talk about. <laughs> uh, all of a sudden, there was just a lot of things that happened inside of this game. 
Yeah, it just happened really quick. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was scoreless uh, until that home run by Rowdy Telez. And like you said, nothing really happened. The Brewers, it was kind of more of the same. of Like, the Brewers' bats weren't really coming alive, weren't really doing anything against an okay arm and Eric Fetty. And uh, all of a sudden, they just, the floodgates came open. But yeah, a lot of exciting things as well. That inside the parker, or potential inside the park home run, and then the triple play. Uh, but I, I like the big play, obviously, the game it's easy to point to but is the rowdy to les homer is nice to see him get back on track with with driving some baseballs tonight his numbers he he's a streaky guy and i think he's always going to be a streaky guy i think that's kind of part of his uh dna but even as a streaky player you're looking at a guy sitting with nine home runs and 32 rbis it really doesn't matter many of his other numbers those hold up really well right now yeah, he and Hunter Renfro are going to kind of be streaky. I just think it's a testament to um, – I, I, it's a little bit of a testament to both guys aren't really burners, so they're not going to get like those little cheap hits that's going to keep you hot, right? Even those little cheapy hits will keep you hot as a player. Um, but at the same time um, – you know, these guys are dependent on the homer, and even though Hunter Renfro did get the three singles tonight, but uh, they're they're kind of dependent on the home run and the extra base hit, so those do come in bunches. They just always have for most players, uh, so that's probably why you're going to see him streaky. Yeah, I mean, but both guys, it's important that both these guys are hitting, and, and uh, I guess at the end of the day, they don't have to be hitting at the same time, but if at least one of them is hitting and driving in runs, I think this offense is going to go. You and I have had a lot of conversations about Rowdy Telez, and you have been on record for a long time talking about how much you believe in him. You saw him as a scout, and, and there was just a lot that you liked about him. Is what he's doing now what you were expecting him to do, or is it even maybe a little bit more than your expectations were? So I thought that this was what he's been doing was possible after I saw him play every day and after uh, he made an adjustment from last year. So he, the adjustment he made was just to get a little bit more aggressive in the zone and, and go ahead and, and just be aggressive and take swings in the zone on balls that he can drive. And that's what he's been doing, and that's when he is at his best is when he is putting really good swings on pitches that are, are good pitches to hit, as opposed to he's he's been very passive in the past. Um, it is a testament to not playing every day either, right? So he comes over to Milwaukee. And, and so I just got a better look at him and making you know made sure that, hey, this guy plays every day, he can go ahead and produce. It's probably a little bit more than what I expected uh, because I mean he is on pace for a monster season in terms of home runs, RBIs, extra base hits. Uh, I, I think I think he's he's capable of a 900 plus OPS type of type of bat here just because my goodness the talent with these hands he's got incredible hands and it's such a short quick swing uh it's not this big long and i and i kind of i kind of equate it to you know it's not adam dunn of the past of you know the 250 strikeout long swing lofty type of swing it's a line drive swing with the ability to leave the ballpark in any field right left center wherever so that's why i do like him it's a probably but to answer your question more directly it's probably a little bit more productive that I actually even expected. 
You talk about playing every day, and there are some ball players who don't need to play every day, and they can take the same approach. Uh, you know, just getting those handful of at bats every week, and those players who can do that are really, really valuable because you're able to store them on the bench. But I would say the majority of ball players, really, to be their best self, they need to be getting regular at bats. So that brings us to Tyrone Taylor. Taylor hits the home run today. He's got three hits in his last two games. We've talked a lot about the struggles of Lorenzo Cain. Now, admittedly, the team does have Andrew McCutcheon back now, so you can put him in the outfield when you need to, but you like to have him available to DH most days. Are we at a point right now where it would serve Craig Council well just to put Taylor in the lineup on an everyday basis and just a week, week and a half, two weeks, and really see how he responds to that normal, continual playing time? That's probably the right move at this point. I I, I would say yes to that. I, I I wouldn't say you know Low Kane needs to sit the bench. I would say that you probably want to have Low Kane in there when Freddie Peralta is on the mound, a little bit more of a fly ball pitcher uh, than the rest of the group there. So I would say probably him, and you know every once in a while, just again with the matchups and just because he is an elite defender in center field. Tyrone Taylor did not catch that ball that was. A Yep, a potential inside the parker. That was a 61% chance for a hit um, with the stat cast numbers. So I, I think Low Kane actually runs that ball down. However, um, yes, I think that it is time for Tyrone Taylor just to go ahead and play every day. Let's not forget that Joey Weimer is down in Double A and he's capable of playing center field. He's got 10 home runs at this point. This guy is a, a freak out there on the baseball field. I wouldn't be surprised if they tried him as well if Tyrone Taylor just really never turns it around and and grabs the reins to play every day. But I would give him that shot first. The old adage in baseball, at double-A, you're an injury away from the big leagues. Yep, without a doubt, without a doubt. And sometimes players just can go ahead and skip triple-A, and it's good for them to do so and just go right up from double-A. But uh, we'll see if that actually happens. He does need to be protected on the 40-man this year, I believe. I'll have to check that, actually. But um, So it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to bring him up in terms of you know starting his clock and, and needing to protect him anyway. So uh, that is an interesting name. And they've got two open spots right now on the 40-man. I'm convinced one of those spots is going to be going to Ethan Small at some point in the next month. But they they made that move with Bettinger the other day to take him off the 40-man. There wasn't a whole lot of reason to do that other than you're going to save a few bucks for maybe a guy that you don't think is going to be in the big leagues this year. But but outside of that, they're just sitting there with two open spots on the 40-man right now. Yeah, you know, the potential there is to go ahead and maybe they're they're having conversations about adding a center fielder, whether that be internal with Joey Weimer or uh, another option out there. And, again, I do think that they're probably going to add another arm for the bullpen. Again, not not specifically Hunter Strickland, but that type of arm that we saw from him last year, more of a veteran presence that is really throwing well uh, and really has the potential to, to throw well for the Brewers. So we see that a bunch in the moves that they've made in the past. 7 nothing. the score as the Brewers, they knock off the Washington Nationals. There's a little bit of controversy in this game today on that relay play when uh, the attempted inside the park home run from Lane Thomas where he's gunned down at home. It was a great play uh, made by the Brewers, but the manager of the Nationals, Dave Martinez, not super happy about the way it went down. We'll discuss that play, what the argument was about, that whole uh, deal. We'll do that next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Pitch number one here tonight. 
Hit pretty well out to right center field. Long run for Tyrone Taylor. Reaching up. He won't get to it. It'll one hop the wall and rolls away from Taylor. Renfro has to come over there and collect it. And Thomas is going to be waved around third. Here's the relay throw to the plate. Narvaez with the tag. He's out. Thomas tried for the inside the park home run. But the Brewers cut him down at the plate. Brewers get the win 7-0. There was some controversy that went along with that play. Let's be clear first. The the actual relay play was fantastic. That couldn't have been done uh, much better than the Brewers, the way the Brewers did it. As Vinny Rotino mentioned a few moments ago, if Lorenzo Cain is out in center field, is that catch made? Probably. Probably. That seems like a ball that he gets to, but then it works out well for the Brewers as they get the out at home. Uh, the manager for the Nationals, David Martinez, was not happy he went out to try to get it reviewed in terms of blocking the plate, and he said that the umpires told him that time had expired. If you don't know, there is a 20-second window where you can challenge a call. Um, that that 20, we see it happen all the time where more than 20 seconds go by. You know, a manager will be up on the top step, holding his hand up, going, hold on, hold on, while somebody else is on the phone. And that takes more than 20 seconds. The 20 second rule is there, it's not always enforced. Martinez in his post game said that they asked for it within 17 seconds. So basically saying the umpires were full of it when they told him that they could not challenge the call. Vinny, what, what say you? A, should have they been allowed to challenge? It didn't feel like it took that long before Martinez came out. And B, do you think uh, the plate was being blocked illegally there? So, first of all, I, I don't even agree with the fact that that's a reviewable play. I mean, it's more like a judgment call. Like, how are you going to review that? It's, it's, it's super subjective whether or not the catcher is blocking the plate. The throw definitely took him into the runner a little bit anyway, and he was, he was way up the line as well. So I thought he gave him plenty of room to slide. So that's the answer to your second question. First question, um, I... It, do they have a stopwatch on it? I mean, this, this is one of these rules that's like, okay, there's no one timing it after exactly after the umpire makes the call, and then now all of a sudden there's a stopwatch going on. Maybe they need to review that, right? So, like, <laughs> let's go review how long it took them to ask for the review. So um, that's a super weird rule. I mean, some of these things they definitely got to clean up, especially with replay. We've been talking about this for a while now. But, um yeah, I, I don't think that should be a reviewable play anyway. I don't think I didn't see. I've watched it about five times right now on my computer. I don't think that they that was anything. There was anything illegal there as far as blocking the plate. Also, that's not a play that you would necessarily like an out safe call. You've got someone looking at that video nonstop. Like, okay, let's go ahead, hold up that hand. Okay, let's review it or let's not review it. I'm guessing that kind of took them off by you know took them you know they they weren't expecting to have to review something like that so i could see that it took longer than 20 seconds as well but i i wasn't timing it so i'm going to add a little bit more murkiness to this if you're all right with that Vinny, when it yeah. comes to that being a reviewable play or not i actually i agree with you that i don't think that should be reviewable because i thought narvaez was up the line far he's three foot feet off the plate for yeah. at what point 
can't, are you so far up the line where you can no longer be blocking the plate? Like, I, I just, I yeah. don't know what that thing is. It's almost like they need a restricted area like you have underneath the basket in basketball where yeah. if the catcher is within, you know, six inches or a foot or a foot and a half of the plate. It's reviewable. If he's up the line, it's not reviewable. But I, I would not have liked to have seen that review just simply because of how far up the line he was. Yeah, I mean like, that's a great point. So like, what if the catcher is like halfway up the line? <laughs> like, I mean, if he's blocking the runner and, and him trying to impede his path to home plate, then go ahead. Yeah, let's call that. But again, let's use some subjectivity. Let's go ahead and use our judgment and not have to review that first of all. And second of all, he had he was angling in from third base, as as everyone knows, runners round the bases. So it's not like they're running in a straight line on the line. I thought he had plenty of lane to slide into home plate. Um, it's just a, a funky situation there. Lane Thomas had plenty of lane? <laughs> Matt, how do you come up with these things, man? <laughs> that is brilliant. I never just even thought of that. To you. <laughs> Last thing for you before we get you out of here real quick. Eric Lauer, we talked about this the other night with Adrian Hauser about having those bounce backs. and Not that Lauer pitched poorly his last time out. He just had one bad inning where he gave up three home runs. It was a bad inning, not a bad outing. Uh, but he, he certainly bounces back from that today and was really good. Yeah, and what's interesting is you see a lot of these teams now kind of their their way to kind of combat this really good pitching staff, the Milwaukee Brewers, especially the starting pitchers that we constantly talk about, is they're trying to jump on these guys a little bit earlier in the count. We saw that from Eric Lauer tonight, a bunch of first pitch swings. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he is so confident right now. We heard Craig Council talk about that in his post-game show, is that he's so confident in himself and what he can do and what he can do to multiple hitters, like different types of hitters. He can attack in different ways, and um, that's a really good sign. Yeah, absolutely great bounce-back game, and he looked awesome tonight. That's Vinny Rotino. I'm Matt Pauley. Brewers get the 7-0 win over Washington. We'll still hear from manager Craig Council. Also go back through the game with the highlights. A lot to get to before we're done at 11.30 tonight. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Here comes Devin. Brewers get the win over the Washington Nationals. Brewers Extra Innings continues here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley, live at American Family Field. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. You can also tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. That's exactly what at Brew Crew Scott did. Said, uh, is this the best Brewers offense of the David Stearns era? I don't think so. Not yet. Uh, to be determined, not enough of a sample size. Uh, right now, there are some inconsistency issues. Uh, we see them put up a, a low number of runs a little bit too often. Uh, their struggles against left-handers, they're just, there's enough flaws there. And again, maybe this is also me being um, a prisoner of the moment, and you'll, you kind of, you know, you, you glorify things from the past sometimes, but I look at the 2018 team and what they did from an offensive standpoint as being the best offensive club uh, under David Stearns. You had Christian Yelich, obviously, with an MVP season uh, that year. 
Ryan Braun contributed with 20 home runs. He had 35 home runs from Jesus Aguilar that year. They added Mike Moustakis. He made a big impact uh, late in the season. Uh, Travis Shaw was still uh, producing at a pretty high level. He had 32 home runs that year. So uh, that's for me, that's the team um, that has the, been the best club from an offensive standpoint. Uh, and, and I got here. I started covering this team and doing this post-game show uh, in David Stearns' first season. It was about a month into the regular season uh, when I got here. I still remember it. The Brewers were playing the Twins here uh, at what at the time was called uh, Miller Park. So I've seen almost every single game that has been played in the David Stearns era, and I still feel like that 2018 team from uh, an offensive standpoint was the best that we've seen uh, during the Stearns era. Doug texts into the program, says that even with his cold streaks, Rowdy Telez is on his way to 36 home runs and 120 to 125 RBIs. He could be on his way to an MVP this year. This outfield is looking better every day. Renfro is showing more than just power now, and you know how I feel about Tyrone Taylor. Doug, you heard our conversation earlier about Taylor. At this point, I feel like he needs to get the, the everyday opportunity just to see what you have, just to see what you have. I think we're at that point now where... It doesn't feel like he's going to give you that much offensively if the at-bats are not coming a lot. And you've got an open door right now because of the struggles of Lorenzo Cain. So take advantage of Cain's offensive struggles right now and just pencil in Taylor almost every day and see how he responds. And two weeks from now, a week and a half from now, a week from now, whatever it is, Maybe you know a little bit more about what you have in uh, Tyrone Taylor. I don't know how I feel about the uh, – I haven't really thought about the Rowdy Telez MVP uh, conversation quite yet. I feel like that's just a little bit premature. But uh, we, we can we can all agree that the numbers he's putting up are pretty fantastic. All right, the news comes up in two minutes. Then we'll be back with the postgame comments of manager Craig Council after that. Brewers get the 7-0 win over the Nationals. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. The stretch. Here he comes again. Swung and a drive. Left and deep. Get up. Get up. Get up. He's gone for Kyrie. Brewers get the win. That was part of a five-run eighth inning for the crew as they take game one of this three-game set against the Nationals. Brewers' extra innings does continue here on WTMJ. Right on cue, we just played the Tyrone Taylor home run. Manager Craig Council meeting with the media just a little while ago, and he did address uh, the team late in the game. The bats waking up, especially uh, talking about that uh, home run hit by Taylor. He's having good at-bats. Get on top of that ball and but he's he hit a curveball in the first at bat, so just just solid at bats all night. He said that the, um, the replay, or to me, the relay play yeah. throughout Lane Thomas. He said that's something that kind of an outfielder's worst nightmare, you know, the ball caroms like yeah. that for Tyrone. But that's something that they've been working on. Yeah, we you know we point it out in batting practice every day because we see it in batting practice a lot. It, that those side those walls can can create that. Um, so those guys are very aware of it. Um, and um, you know we 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 executed a great relay. Um, 
not easy to do, and we, we executed really well throwing the you know dead center. That's a 400 feet of throws and making making good throws, two good throws to, to get a, a fast runner. Do you know what the explanation was on that play um, between? The I don't. Okay. I don't. Another big big moment for Rowdy, but then those tack on runs late in the game really changed things for your bullpen and moving forward. Yeah, no, I mean, Rowdy hit a, hit a tough pit. We had, you know, Fetty pitched well. Um, the, the cutter gave us problems. Um, it, it was a good pitch. Um, and then he, he balanced in the, the curveball and the fastball to, to keep us off balance, really. But the cutter was the pitch for him. He, he executed it really, really well. We didn't, didn't, didn't give us any to hit, really. Um, and... Uh, I mean, the pitch Rowdy hit was not a bad pitch. He pulled his hands in really, really well. Um, probably a product as much of like third at bat and just seeing him a little bit. Um, but he gave us a tough time through the first two times through the lineup for sure. Craig, with uh, Tyrone, he had a couple of hits the other day, almost today. But this is it a case of maybe just um, maybe taking breather and kind of just understanding where he's out on the team or just seeing better swings from him lately or yeah I mean I I mean I you know you look at Tyrone's numbers and I it, it feels like they should be better than they are um I think he's uh, you know I think he, it's just one of those things I think he swung the bat okay um and I, and I think there's hits coming um you know he, he's and I, and I think they'll continue to come. So it's just it's just kind of staying with it for for Tyrone right now. I mean, his he's he's going to get he's not going to be in there every day, but he's going to get fairly consistent at bats. Um, and uh, you know, I, the hits are going to come for him. It's it's just a stick with it. Um, you know, stay confident, stay with your work, um, and, and know that they're going to come. That's Manager Craig Council speaking with the media just a little while ago. Brewers get the win over the Washington Nationals. Again, 7 nothing. the final score as they uh, they pick up the W. How did this game go down? We'll tell you with the highlights. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. 7-0. Brewers get the win over the Nationals. The starting pitching matchup this evening. For the Brewers, uh, they have Eric Lauer on the mound, where it's going to be Eric Fetty on the mound for the Washington Nationals. And I hate to do this to you right now, my computer that has the script for all the highlights that we are going to run. I just got the blue screen of death on right as we were going to uh, get things going on this one. So hang tight for just a second and we'll see if we can. Uh, you know what we'll go ahead and do? We're going to try this again. We're going to take one more break. We'll come back. We'll do these highlights. And uh, then we will um, wrap things up after that. So the live radio at its best right as the highlight segment is starting my computer says to me nope you're not going to do this right now and i've got an okay memory but when it comes to i think we've got probably 10 or 12 highlights that we're going to play i don't think i can remember every single one off the top of my head so we'll take a break real right here hang tight with us and we'll be back with the highlight segment in just a moment here on wtmj
Brewers Extra Innings does continue here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley coming your way from American Family Field. We'll get to the highlight segment coming up in just a moment or so after the Brewers come away with the 7-0 win against the Nationals. Uh, some of the uh, notes from this game today, the Brewers completing their third shutout victory of their season, and also it's their first shutout of Washington since all the way back on uh, May 30th of 2021, so not too terribly long since the last time that they had a shutout. Also, uh, Eric Lauer, the uh, seven innings, it was his first career start where he worked at least seven scoreless innings without issuing a walk. He was really locked in in this game today as the Brewers do get the 7-0 victory. And with that, let's get to tonight's highlights. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of here! Go! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Pauley. 7-0, the Brewers get the win over the Washington Nationals, the starting pitching matchup. Eric Lauer going for the crew and Eric Fetty on the mound for the Nationals. Not a lot of scoring through really the first two-thirds of the game. Eric Lauer, as we mentioned, was just rolling through. In the fourth inning, though, he ran into a little bit of trouble. He would give up a leadoff single to Nelson Cruz, a one-out hit to uh, Michael Franco. So two runners on, two outs, and it's Riley Adams at the plate. 3-2 pitch, swing and a foul tip into the mid of Narvaez who holds on. So a strikeout for Eric Lauer and he strands a couple of Nationals here in the top of the fourth. Another ortho ASAP strikeout. It would stay scoreless all the way until the bottom of the sixth inning, and that's when the Brewers would break through against Eric Fetty, who had been very good up until this point. Luis Urias, he leads the inning off with a walk, and then he's out at second when Christian Yelich reaches on a fielder's choice. So one on, one out, and it's Rowdy Telez at the plate. And the pitch. Swing and a drive to right and deep. A 400-foot home run off the bat of Rowdy Telez. It left his bat at 105 miles per hour, his ninth home run of the year, and the Brewers lead by a 2-0 score. A couple batters later, it's Hunter Renfro at the plate. Now the pitch. Renfro a smash. That's fair down the left field line. And getting into the corner, he'll turn and hold. That one bouncing off the lower box seats out there. And right back at Thomas, who got to it in a hurry. And Renfro wisely holds with a single. 500th career hit for Hunter Renfro, and it would run Eric Fetty. Victor Arano comes into the game. He gives up a base hit to Omar Narvaez, nothing more. And it remains a 2-0 game. So we head to the top of the seventh inning. There's one out, and Lane Thomas is at the plate. Pitch number one here tonight. Hit pretty well out to right center field. Long run for Tyrone Taylor, reaching up. He won't get to it. It'll one-hop the wall and rolls away from Taylor. Renfro has to come over there and collect it. And Thomas is going to be waved around third. Here's the relay throw to the plate. Narvaez with the tag. He's out! tried for the inside the park home run but the Brewers cut him down at the plate great play on the relay to get him 
the Nationals did want to challenge that play as to whether or not Omar Narvaez was blocking the plate, but the umpires informed Martinez that he took too long to challenge, which did not seem correct at the moment, but that's what it was. So it remains an out on the triple, trying to turn it into an inside-the-park home run, and it remains a 2-0 game. We go to the bottom of the seventh inning. New pitcher on for the Nationals. It is Carl Edwards Jr. He issues back-to-back walks to Jace Peterson and also Colton Wong, but clearly he just issued those walks so he could get Luis Urias to do this. 2-0 Brewers lead, but looking for more here in the seventh. Edwards pitch. Ground ball to third. Stepping on the bag is Franco. Throws to second for another, and on to first in time. It's a triple play for the Nationals. You never use the term routine triple play, but that's as routine of one as you can get. That was a tailor-made triple play that the Nationals turn in the seventh inning, and it is a 2-0 game. The day would be over for Eric Lauer, and Devin Williams would come on to a pitch for the Brewers in the eighth inning, and he would get two outs relatively quickly and would face off against Nelson Cruz. Here comes Devin. with a changeup again. Huge strikeout, ASAP. So this game is still tight going into the bottom of the eighth inning, but the Brewers would open it up a little bit. New pitcher on is Austin Voth. First batter he faces is Christian Yelich. He gets a base hit. The next hitter is Rowdy Telez. The stretch the pitch, he's holding. Telez to right, deep, warning track. It's gonna get off the wall. Yelich gonna go to third easily into second base. With a standing double, that ball got by. So runners on at second and third for Andrew McCutcheon, who walks that bait, loads the bases for Hunter Renfro. Swinging a line drive through the legs of Andrew McCutcheon. Down the right field line. Two runs are coming in to score. And it's 4 nothing Brewers. Hunter Renfro with his third hit in tonight's game drives in a pair. And they're still not done after Omar Narvaez flies out. It brings up Tyrone Taylor. The stretch, here he comes again. Swing and a drive, left and deep, get up, get up, get up, he's gone for Tyrone Taylor. And they add three more on Tanner's second home run of the year. And that brings us to the final score of 7-0 as the Brewers pick up the win today. With the victory, the Brewers improve to 25-14, and and the loss takes the Washington Nationals to 13-27. and Winning totals for the Brewers, seven runs, nine hits, no errors, and they end up leaving six for uh, Washington. No runs, six hits, no errors. They also leave six. Winning pitcher Eric Lauer, he is 4-4 four 
and one. The loss goes to Eric Fetty as he drops to two and three home runs in the game. Rowdy Telez hits his ninth of the year, and Tyrone Taylor hits his second. The game was played in two hours and 46 minutes, so a relatively quick game tonight here at American Family Field, and it was played in front of an announced crowd of 29,609 folks as the Brewers do get the victory to take game one of this three-game series. Once again, the Brewers are victorious this evening. Let's go ahead and take a look at some of the scores from around the NL Central. We will start with the uh, Cubs matching up against the Diamondbacks today, and it is the Diamondbacks coming away with a 10-6 victory in that game. So the Cubs, they drop to uh, 15-23 and with that loss. Uh, Kyle Hendricks was on the mound tonight for the Cubs. He went five innings, allowing seven runs and eight hits, three strikeouts, and he also had a couple walks in that. The Cardinals, they pick up a win tonight. They knock off the Pittsburgh Pirates by a 5-3 score. Adam Wainwright pitches well again. He goes seven innings, giving up just one run on four hits with three strikeouts and three walks. He does give up a home run. His numbers now Wainwright. 5-3 and three with a 2.87 ERA after uh, he had his performance today. Uh, also should be noted one of the top prospects in uh, all of Major League Baseball in Nolan Gorman. He uh, got called up from AAA. He started at second base for St. Louis, and he ended up going 1-3. for three. They're bringing up uh, two of their top prospects, Gorman being the other one, and then uh, a pitcher, uh, Matthew Libertor, who's expected to uh, start tomorrow's game. So just... I think it's going to be a battle between the Brewers and uh, the Cardinals for the NL Central, and now the Cardinals are bringing in some reinforcements, so just something to keep an eye on as the season does continue to move forward. And then the Reds, they are struggling once again. They drop to 11-27. and They fall in Toronto to the Blue Jays by a 2-1 score today. Uh, as far as what's going on across the Brewers minor league system, let's start with Low A Carolina. They put up six runs with two outs in the ninth inning. Six runs with two outs in the ninth inning. They have a comeback for the ages as they knock off down east by an 8-6 score in walk-off fashion. That is a fantastic victory for the Mudcats tonight. A really, really, really good win for them. High A Wisconsin, they were at home tonight in Appleton as they end up losing to South Bend by a 6-2 score. The Timber Rattlers still putting together a very good season even with the loss. They sit with a record of 23-14. and Double-A Biloxi, they score one run in the top of the ninth inning, and they get the win at Mississippi today. They win that game by a 4-3 score. And then Triple-A Nashville at home tonight. They come up with a win over Louisville. 4 nothing was the final score in that one, so that's an idea of everything going on. Across the Brewers minor league system again, the Brewers come up with a 7 nothing victory today. Uh, was earlier uh, going over some of the uh, news and notes from uh, from this one and just everything that ended up going down. It really was an eventful game, and it was not an eventful game through the first six innings, but the final three innings, again, we the, the, the great pitching performance from Eric Lauer, that was part of the early portion of the game, the seven scoreless innings, but you consider the home runs that were hit, you consider the triple play that's turned, you consider the play that's made uh, by the Brewers, you consider the fact that Hunter Renfro gets his 500th career uh, hit in this game. There was just a, a lot of things that were going on in this one that certainly made it... Uh, 
made it pretty entertaining and a whole lot of things to uh, talk about as the Brewers uh, do get the victory. So game two of this three-game series, it is coming up tomorrow. It's going to be another night game here at American Family Field, the pitching matchup for tomorrow's game. Right-hand pitcher Brandon Woodruff on the mound for the crew. The right-hander is 4-2 and two with a 5.35 ERA. For the Nationals tomorrow, they're going to send a lefty to the mound. That's been an area that the Brewers have struggled with this year. Lefty Patrick Corbin will get the start. He's struggling this, though, this year. 0-6, a 6.28 ERA. 6-10 first pitch. Network coverage begins at 535. Myself and Vinny Rotino will have you after the game for another edition of Brewers X Turnings right here on WTMJ.